we are back yep. on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly. And we are here in the mansion. I'm actually going to turn the air conditioning off so you can't hear it because it's very loud. Although, we got to keep it cool in here because it's, it's warm. Uh, you know, summer is springing, apparently, guys. Um, and we are here in the mansion. Big Ugly, welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, sir. We were going to do this at the mansion 2.0, but... Uh, you know, it was booked. Yeah. You know, it, that, that's what happens in wrestling. come through there, they want to rent out the mansion. Yeah. I let them go ahead. Okay, yeah. I understand. Passive income. It, it happens in the wrestling business, double booking, you know, yeah. but we make do. Uh, and we welcome back a friend of ours. Uh, he's wearing orange just like I am and has absolutely nothing to do with the Baltimore Orioles, the worst team in baseball. Uh, are they really? That's yes, a fact. they are. Oh, that God. That is a fact. They are um, at 300, I think, 15 and whatever, uh, and they are worse than the Miami Marlins at this point in time. Which so is hard to believe. That yes. is very hard to believe. CM Funk, welcome back. Oh, thank you guys for having me, and uh, thank you to all of our live listeners. As <laughs> we, and we appreciate you live listeners, and also the ones on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and MySpace. And I'm actually going to jump on the Google machine. We did this last time, CM Funk. We noticed... Uh. That we are on more platforms than we were aware. Oh my gosh. So uh, there are people sharing our podcast. Uh, it's under Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. That's a good and place for it to be under. It would be. Uh, that makes sense. So if you, you can find us a lot of different places. Uh, let's see. Stitcher, SoundCloud, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see. Here's uh, at uh, Player FM. That's a, uh, if you download that on your uh, wherever, Player FM, we're there. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, under Apple Podcasts, I guess that we, Pod Paradise, that's another one. Nice. That's under the Google machine. Uh, we're still on Facebook, we're still on Instagram, Twitter, still have Dirty Ugly Wrestling at gmail.com. Are we on MySpace still? Uh, there's five downloads on MySpace. Fantastic. Yep. Good we good had good. seven, but two of them must have just gave up. Oh. Uh, but there's, there's I'm five. Sure they gave up on MySpace, not the podcast. <laughs> right. This is probably what happened, yeah. Uh, let's see. AMP Podcasts, uh, we are on there as well. Uh, something called Charitable Podcasts, we are on there. That sounds interesting. But... All of the, like some of those have people have listened on one of our platforms and shared, so we have other uh, podcast apps that you can download and find us. That's fantastic. I'm a little worried about the promotional material now. I feel like it's uh, getting a little wordy out right. there, but, uh, <laughs> with all these things, but that's uh, awesome. And speaking of promotional material, we, uh, and CM Funk, thank you for this. We still have some flyers, not too many because we gave a lot of them out down uh, in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey, um, which was cool when we all went to WrestleMania. Um, I'll have to go back and talk about that because I, I watched that again recently. Uh, very interesting WrestleMania, but we had a good time. Absolutely. And I've also passed some out downtown Baltimore. There's a spot Ooh. down there called Our House, which is like this big cafe where all the hipsters go. Nice. And I set them around, and I've gone back, and they've been gone. So I'm sure people are taking them and listening. Fantastic. That's, That's great. Awesome. And, yeah, when we, after we did that weekend, <clears throat> and shout out to Frock Lesnar as well, uh, you know, uh, Mikey Mike, uh, we had a good time down there. We passed those out, and we had, you know, 100 more, you know, hits or listens even after we just passed out the first night, which was when Saturday when we went and watched the Hall of Fame in the uh, glorious um, mansion hotel that we went <laughs> into. Um, but yeah, man, good times, good times. A lot of wrestling going on. We're going to talk about a lot of wrestling. We're going to talk on some key points here today. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, you got the shirt on, CM Funk, the elite. 
So uh, whenever you're listening to this, probably not today, because we're going to set this out in a week or two, because we got a surprise. I've got a, got a return guest coming. Yes. Big ugly. But uh, All Elite, Double or Nothing, we are going to talk about that. Uh, we didn't get to talk to you about that last time. CM Funk, but and we're actually going to be watching it live from the gardens uh, ten, this evening. The uh, gardens, the gardens, yes. It's, okay, so it's no longer the estates. It's no longer the estates. What happened? We, we, we moved out of the estates and we, we've moved into the gardens. <laughs> it's so, the gardens, uh, yeah. Not Madison Square, not Boston. No, not no, TV. no. They were a little bit out of my price range, but uh, <laughs> the, the, these gardens are nice. Um, you can you can actually uh, find me now listed in the uh, white pages still. So, white uh, pages, but, but the address has been updated, so. Uh, yeah, let, let your fingers do the walking. <laughs> That's a nice heavy book. You can use it as a doorstop. And it and, works really well for that. And yes. you can read it. Like, you can you find you in the estates in there. Yes. Great. Uh, that's fantastic. So we're going to talk about All In, Double or Nothing, their very first pay-per-view offering. Big Ugly, I know you know a busy man, but of course, if you want to head out to the States, I'm sure CM Funk will have a place for you. I appreciate it, yes. I do have to work tonight during the AEW <clears throat> thing, but... I'm looking forward to seeing like how the card went and everything. And we'll talk about it on our next yeah. podcast. Yeah. What number are we on, by the way? 60-something? 67, I believe. This is 67. I'm kind of making numbers up now. <laughs> we're in the <laughs> 60s. It's yeah. like the Goldberg streak. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> the numbers are going to keep getting yeah. bigger. Did you mention Goldberg? I did mention Goldberg. Well, we're going to talk about Goldberg later. Really? He's coming back. No. And that's yes. for Frock Lesnar, too. Mikey Mike. He loves some Goldberg, doesn't he? Yeah. It's his favorite. Um... We'll talk about that. We'll talk about NXT 25, uh, which is the uh, it's going to happen on uh, your birthday. Well, we, this is uh, CM Funk has a birthday. Yes. This is not a this is a shoot right here. Right. <laughs> and I guess if you know when the date is, I guess you'll know when his birthday is. That's all right though. Please send send your well wishes through the uh, postal service. You know, shout out to the USPS. Right. Well. Yeah. Send they, money. They, they still exist. They do. Know, for, for snail mail. Yeah. Snail okay. mail. Good. Uh, we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about you know Raw SmackDown Live UK two hundred five. Keeping two hundred five live alive for uh, Jam and Jason. Uh, you know he's still out there doing his thing. You know having you know, people going through high school and college. He's got family happening. Shout out to that man. He and he saw recently. The Avengers Endgame, which you did. I did, yes. CM finally. Funk. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But there's other things to just get out of the way here. By the way, the Super Showdown in Jeddah, we'll talk about that. They got a 50 man battle royal, whatever the heck they're going. Um, we got a new championship in WWE. I can't wait to talk to you guys about this. Your head went down, CM Funk. Oh my God. Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, let's throw this out there um, Ashley Massaro. Uh, you guys know about this? Yes. Yeah, yes. So she came through the uh, Diva Search. Uh, she was in WWE for a couple of years. Did a Playboy. Um, she was, you know, very well liked and had a lot of good following. And unfortunately, passed away at the age of thirty nine. And I think there was something there. Uh, you know, we'll get the the dark stuff out of the way here. Suicide, it might have been. Yeah, I do believe she committed uh, suicide. Yes. WWE did do a bumper bef- before the show. Ashley Massaro and put the dates and put her picture, but they didn't talk about her. Yeah. Um, so any any thoughts on Ashley? Remember her or liked her? Anything big ugly? It was during a phase where I kind of checked out of wrestling, so mm-hmm. I do not remember her at all. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Sam Funk? Yeah, I was kind of a little checked out during that phase as well. Um, I do re- recall Ashley, and uh, you know she seemed to be really well respected in the locker room. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just always sad, especially uh, you know when it's suicide you know please you know friends and family reach out to, to those that you know you think may be in need so absolutely 
Very true. And, um, you know, we we here at the Dirty Ugly Wrestling, you know, talk about this sometimes. A lot, of, a lot of great people passed away in the business, but a lot of people still here. And this is a great time to be a fan of professional wrestling. If right now the war between AEW and WWE and Impact Wrestling, it's it's going to be, uh, and, and Lucha Underground and New Japan, there's just so much to watch, so much content. You said it right before we logged on, there's only 24 hours in a day. There's not enough time. There, there, there is not <clears throat> enough time to watch all of the wrestling content that's that's available. It's not right enough now, time which, to even watch WWE. We've talked about right. <laughs> a lot of time. Well, if their pay per views weren't 24 hours long, there might be a little <laughs> bit more uh, time. But they did okay with Money in the Bank, and we're going to talk about Money in the Bank as well. You know, they had the pre-show at six, real show at seven, and I think they were out before eleven. So they did okay. Uh, and then came on the uh, WWE 24. Becky Lynch, the man. You got to watch that. I know you don't have the network right now, Big Ugly. Yeah. But I might get it back for that. I always love 24. Yeah. So. That was a good one. Did you see that one? Sam? I have not tuned in for that yet. You, you'll so. log in and it's there whenever you want. Okay. It's a right. very good, um, the 24, of course, of the day of WrestleMania. Right. You know, they talk about her day actually starting at 10 a.m. And she even gets in the car and says, I'll be going on at 1, 1 a.m. <laughs> so it's a long time. That was almost right. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was about. Yeah. It really was 24. Uh, it was. <laughs> And she said the WrestleMania was on April 7th and the main event was on April 8th. <laughs> so she was right about that. Uh, but we were still there. They even showed some of the pictures of the people in the crowd trying to stick with it. It's a long time to, to wait. But uh, Becky Lynch did it. And she's only got one belt. She's only Becky one belt now. We'll, we'll talk about that. So, I mean, the question is, is like yes. WWE, I feel like being very aware yes. now of how long the show is, will they change it or are they just going to keep going about it the same way? As I said, Money in the Bank was okay because, you know, they don't, they don't have a pay-per-view every month. It's like once every six to eight weeks. So I don't mind 7 to 11 and, and if they keep into that. But WrestleMania, will they listen next year? they got to do something different. We had a lot of different ideas. You know, have it be a two-day event. Have it be start earlier in the day like it used to back in the day, you know. Um, just have it in the middle of a day event. That would be a lot better. Do you, do you think they will do something, or what do you think, Big Ugly? I mean, I feel like the only... I don't feel like they'll turn it into a two-day event. I feel like if they did anything, they would start it earlier. But mm. the question is, is will starting it earlier really solve the problem? Because you're still sitting somewhere for a long amount of time. So it's like you could start it earlier, but if I'm still out there for eight or ten hours, yeah. I'm still tired. It's a long day. It's a long day. Yeah, but I would rather, me personally, I'd rather do that if we're starting at... One as opposed to starting at five. You know I can I, mean? I can get with that. Yes. Feel me? What do you think, uh, CM Funk? Yeah, I I they definitely need to do something. What that is, I, who knows what the right answer is? But to me, I think one place they need to start is they don't need to get every single person <laughs> on the card. Like you just don't have to. Yeah. Days of old, they didn't do that. I mean, you know, True. it. So it's like, you know, there, there were so many matches that could have been taken off of that card, and it wouldn't have, you know, lowered the, you know, how good of a WrestleMania it actually was. Yeah. You know? But just my opinion. It is very much. Uh, they they could they gotta do something. The last. I don't know, three, four years it's been like this. You know, when we watched it uh, at the Mansion 2.0, you know, uh, and we watched it other places. It's just so long of an event. Uh, but we loved it. We had a good time going to WrestleMania. Um, I just watched it again, you know, most of it uh, anyway because it was a long show. Uh, but it was it was fun. You know, I had a lot of upbeat moments, had a lot of good pops. You know, everything was for the fans uh, we had a good time. And then Money in the Bank, they took some of it back, <laughs> which we'll get to. 
Um, but you still had a good time at WrestleMania. CM Punk. I, I did. I did. I wasn't able to get on the podcast since uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, so I just, just want to point out that I paid $14 for a beer uh, at <laughs> WrestleMania. Uh, yes, yeah, that wasn't a uh, title or you guys didn't mishear that. That was $14 for a beer. That's when I bought the meatball sandwich that was $9. Right, yeah. And <laughs> was much better than your beer, it, was. it seemed like. <laughs> it was. However, I made that beer last from 3 o'clock in the afternoon to about 7 o'clock <laughs> at night. And still only got to the main card. Didn't actually get through the, the whole oh, thing. Oh, man. Anyway. And you had a good time at your first ever WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, man. I had a blast, man. It was great. And we had a great time all hanging out together. Um, let's uh, let's go back. Uh, Mike Malillo, we had an interview with him, you know, our, our introduction to him on our last podcast. He'll be joining us again sometime soon. Uh, a lot of singing going on with the chorus of Chesapeake and a lot of – he's an also actor, improv actor and things like that. Um, and also, you know, shout out to um, – you know, we had, a, we had a guest as well who does improv acting and, uh, you know, um, Mike – Barton, we'll, we'll get back to him, but that's how you can find him on Facebook, you know, and he's part of the Foul Players Radio podcasting as well, so good stuff, we appreciate him as well. Let's talk about the Avengers since you saw it, CM Funk. Okay. Um, we talked about it for about 45 minutes <laughs> Yeah. Uh, last time, and then we'll get into some more wrestling uh, a little bit later. We got some other uh, things to talk about, but first of all, f- out of five stars, how many stars? I, I give it four and a half where did the other half go? Uh, at the beginning, the way that the the movie started, I, I had trouble getting into it for this about the first, about first half hour. Or so yeah. um, I felt like they didn't do any storytelling. They just kind of put you in the situation, <laughs> and it was like, well, how did we kind of get here? You know, and uh, you know, uh, for for those that don't need sp- or haven't seen it yet, still spoiler here: uh, when Captain Marvel <laughs> arrives. Um, <laughs> She just arrives, and there's no fanfare. It's just like, oh, okay, she's there. And I, I was confused. Even though I saw I saw the uh, Captain Marvel movie, I saw the yeah. end credits uh, trailer for that, and that kind of teased and gave you a little bit more background. But if you hadn't seen that, you kind of were just like, eh, well, why is she there? But anyway. That's just, kind of what we talked about, Big Ugly. It, it just started slow. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the more people I talk to that seen it, I think everybody pretty much says the same thing about how slow it was in the beginning, that they could have shaved off probably a half an hour of that film in total, and it still would have had a great impact. It was just a little too uh, heavy on the beginning, a little yeah. too slow there. Yeah. Does it feel like, you know, if you watched Avengers Infinity War and then you watched Avengers Endgame, they could just melt right into each other? So it would just be kind of like a roller coaster in one big movie, you know what I mean? Other than Captain Marvel showing up, still no rhyme or reason for that. Uh, but what do you think? I mean, that would be a six-hour movie. That's like yeah. a WrestleMania type event, but yeah. you feel like if that, like, I don't know, if I feel like I'm watching one and watching the other, it kind of meshes in a little bit better. Does that make sense? I actually feel like that's the reason that Endgame, uh, people felt the way they felt about Endgame in the beginning was because Infinity War was on such a high the yeah. entire movie. I mean, the movie starts off with Thor being, you know, getting his butt whooped, the Hulk getting beat by Thanos, yeah. Loki being killed, and then it just goes straight into pretty much New York, Iron Man, Spy- you know. And so it the movie just mostly doesn't slow down for the most part. Yeah. And so I think when you get to Endgame and they really slow it down, it takes you out of it. Because a lot of people, you know, are thinking about Infinity Wars when they go to see Endgame and then they get this movie and it's like it's almost like you're like you're starting like this new thing that I've never seen before. And it's like, y'all just want to see action right now. Yeah. Like and it's like, you know, they give you a good half an hour of them trying to deal with the aftermath of the snap and it's kind of like 
at this point, you're like, listen, I know you guys are going to deal with the snap. I just need you to get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really care about what you're going through right now. Like, let's go for the rematch. So, yeah. I don't know if it gels too well as one movie. Okay. I, I, I kind of have two thoughts. Like, you know, to me, the beginning of Endgame was like the cruiserweight match or the main <laughs> card of a pay-per-view. It was the come down. Yeah. You know, there, there was no doubt about that. And you're just kind of like, all right, I'm sure this is really good, but eh, let's get to the good, the real good stuff. I want the main event to happen. Mm-hmm. And then the, also, like, to me, it felt like it felt like WrestleMania, where I was just saying, where they were trying to get everybody on the card, basically. Yeah. It was like, yeah. like just find ways to get everybody in the movie, whether yeah. it makes sense or not. So, I, I don't know. It, yeah, as far as it being one continuous movie, I think, yes, if you sat there, you kind of do need that bit of a come down yeah. and all. So, maybe it does make more sense in that con, um, you know. So, yeah, it, just in that right. machination of it, yeah. But, um, but yeah, as far as it... The way that it opened, it just was, yeah, like, just, come on, let's get to it. Let's 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 go get Thanos and, you know, and figure out how to set things back. So. Yeah, and I guess if you're going in to watch it as one individual movie, since you just came off of one movie that, you know, and you, no matter when you see it, in the last year, this year, it was non-stop, beginning, end, Avengers, Infinity War. So if you're expecting the same thing and you go in, you're like, eh, all right, now i got to sit here for three hours. Let's go, <laughs> you know, let's get this going. But it was still a great movie, four and a half stars, um... And the, uh, what was I going to mention? Um, oh, by the way, if you have not seen it at this point in time, I don't think we're protecting spoilers anymore. I think it's a little late for that. Yeah, if you haven't seen a movie now, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. it's come out, what, like a month ago now from when we're talking about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, you know, they did a really good job protecting spoilers. I think the fans did a lot of good job protecting the spoilers. But if you haven't seen it by now... Yeah. Go back, go out and watch it anyway. It's the second highest grossing movie of all time. By yeah. Now, so yeah. I would think one it, out yeah. of every two people mostly have seen it. Yeah. 1.5. Uh, so we, we've all given it high ratings. Um, there's a couple of things in the movie that were just uh, fun and just we talked about on our podcast, uh, Big Ugly. So let's ask you, um, is Steve Rogers actually worthy and why? Yes, he is worthy because he... It, uh, he does everything with the right sense uh, in his mind, you know. Like he's the he, Roman Reigns of uh, the uh, Avengers at this point. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's worthy of it. Except I don't hear anybody booing, uh, you know, Captain America. Well, with you, you know? yeah, that's so, true. I don't know. I, I feel like he's worthy. I actually feel like he's more worthy than Thor. I mean, you look at Thor going around, and, I mean, he he was, you know, he was the dude for two and a half <laughs> yes! hours. Yes! Like, yes! Like, like, you know... The dude was worthy, but I don't know if Thor is the dude is worthy. You know, like, <laughs> that yet was so great. Yet, yet he still could pick up uh, Stormbreaker and the hammer. You know, come, come the end of the movie, and I was like, "What? Like, how is this even possible?" But uh, as far as Captain America, yeah, I, he's Captain America. He is. Uh, well, he was. Well, he was. He's, you know, okay, still Steve Rogers. So. He's still Steve Rogers. He got to live his life. He got to go back and you know have his girl. All this other stuff. Now uh, we we have uh, Black Captain America coming up. Yeah. Falcon, Falcon, man. Fa- Falcon America. Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they put that together. <laughs> he, in the comics, he is Captain America for a, a short period of time. Of course, everybody's Captain America at one point. Well, or yeah. I mean, all you got to do is put the mask on and have the yeah, shield. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we've got that going on. Uh, and they're, they're supposed to explore that more in the Falcon Winter Soldier TV show coming up on Disney+. Plus. Mm. So that will be picking up post- him receiving Captain America's shield, so I guess you know we'll start to see Black Captain America, you know, as uh, as that show goes. Black in America. Yeah. Sorry, I'm really not as dirty and it's ugly. Oh my god. Oh boy. Oh, but the, okay. So we've got that, which is cool. Um, 
And uh, we also have the dude, which I was going to bring up, but you brought it up anyway. I knew you were going to. That, yeah. That's just. Yeah. And he did call him Lebowski, one side Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Stark did say that, which was great. And how about uh, Tony Stark taking one for the team? Uh, it, it, it makes sense in the context of the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. and all. I mean, he was the first movie. He was the first one. He's mm-hmm. the one that got the ball rolling, yeah. the Iron Man. And so for him to to finish out and, and be the one to, to be killed off and all, I thought it was poetic in its, in its way. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you guys stayed around for the end trailer, but at the very end you hear... The hammering, which is what you know, it was Tony in the cave. You know, yeah, he was building the Iron, original Iron Man suit, which I thought was kind of a neat little callback. Just to now, uh, that was just, that. and I think we talked about that too. I think that was just a and a nice little bit. That's not a precursor for anything. No more Iron Man. That's it. Yeah, okay. not not in that incarnation anyway. Sure, I, I wouldn't believe. Okay, well that was good. I mean, we it, and go back and watch it two, three, four. I'm sure you'll get more things out of it. Um, and it was a great movie, so I'm glad you got a chance to get out to see it uh, yep. while in and around WCW's headquarters, not too far. <laughs> That's right. I was, in, I was in Hotlanta. Hotlanta. Uh, 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 Did you call the hotline? Home of WCW. 1-900-909-9900? Yeah, it actually costs $9,900 a minute now. <laughs> it's inflation. Do it from know. a payphone? Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, Mean Gene was still on it. I didn't understand. Wow. Oh, fit. hashtag Mean Gene. Man, that's sad. Um... Uh, speaking of uh, something that we mentioned, I don't think we talked about this on our last podcast, Big Ugly, but Dark Side of the Ring. They've had that on the Viceland channel. Um, and I know you had mentioned this to me over text message. Uh, yeah, text message for CM Funk. How about that? <laughs> did you get to, I don't know if you get Viceland on your Hulu or do you get no, to see any of that? No, but CM Funk did tell me about it because he talked to me about, uh, I think the first episode was about uh, Bruiser Bruiser Brody. It was one of the first One of those first ones, yeah. Yeah, so I, I was able to watch that one. Oh, cool. That, that, yeah, was, one that, one, that was actually on YouTube. So Viceland like, put that full one on YouTube. What would so. you think? It was great. Yeah, great documentary. Um, I had heard his name before. I didn't know uh, until CM Funk had told me that he had died, mm-hmm. you know, gotten killed. Um, so that was that was cool. Um, and then it's weird when you find out that, like, uh, what's his name? Carlos uh, Colon? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. That he was, like, backstage when it happened <laughs> and potentially had something to do with it. And then it's like, didn't my man get inducted into the right. WWE Hall of Fame? He yeah. sure did. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's kind of fishy. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But it's an interesting side of the stories. There's been documentaries, and you can look at the network, and they tell you the the glorified Hollywood side of it. But that, you know, whoever came up with that concept is who else know, have they done so far? Let's see, uh, Savage and Elizabeth. Savage and Elizabeth oh. was the first. They did the Von Erich family, right? The Montreal Screwjob the Montreal with uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Um, fabulous Mula. That was great. And, I love that one. And uh, uh, one that people, most people, wouldn't even know about. Uh, a guy named Gorgeous Gino Hernandez. Yeah. He was out of uh, World Class Championship Wrestling mm-hmm. out of Texas. He was um, he was an young up and comer who like had all the charisma in the world, and um, he was. He either died of an overdose or was murdered. Yeah. You know, they thirty plus years still later, there's, there's still not a hundred percent concrete, you know, fact to it. But, um, but they were all good. Uh, for me, the the Von Erich story was. I, I knew the Von Erich story and the tragedies of all the kids, except for one, you know, dying early mm-hmm. and all that. And and I still like. I'm man enough to admit this. I sat there and cried like a little baby mm. all watching that episode. It was so emotionally impactful wow. to me. So. I don't really know much of their story. So the Von, a lot of the Von Erichs have died. Yeah. So yeah. there were there were five Von Erich children. Fritz Von Erich is the patriarch, and he was and himself was a fantastic wrestler in the mm-hmm. '60s and early '70s. And he started World Class Championship Wrestling, and he had five sons. And of course, being the owner, he put all of his kids in the limelight. And and 
while it was a good thing, it was also a lot to their detriment that they all had these lofty expectations to live up to. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think uh, the one who was like their their biggest um, in the name, I think it was David Von Erich. He was like he was probably the one that was going to be the superstar. Mm-hmm. He ended up dying in Japan while he was on tour, and he was um, he was only like twenty eight years old. He was being positioned to be like. The, the the big the main guy like chance to go to WWE that kind of thing and he um and he died from um he, he had like enlarged intestine or something like something inside that that he complained about but no one took it seriously and next mm. thing you know they found him dead and and that just started the downward spiral um there were two younger brothers both uh, committed suicide I believe mm. um shot themselves and that kind of thing and then uh, the most famous Von Erich is Kerry Von Erich. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up taking the place of his brother David to wrestle Ric Flair, win the NWA World Heavyweight title back in the mid-80s. You know, he was the superstar, had the looks, had the body, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, he got messed up in drugs, mm-hmm. and he had a big motorcycle accident where they had to amputate his foot. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up using a prosthetic, and he came to the WWE and was known as the Texas Tornado in the late 80s. And he managed to wrestle for a couple of years in WWE with a prosthetic foot that no one knew about. Yep. Um, but because of his brother's dying, because of the drug issues he had, he ended up uh, driving out in the middle of nowhere, took a gun to himself, and shot himself in the heart of all places. Yes. I and mean, most people, yeah, I mean, it's not good to shoot yourself anywhere, period. So please, I, I'm yeah. not making light of anything. But, no. you know, it's just, I mean, what a way to, to take your life. And um, the last remaining Von Erich brother, Kevin, mm-hmm. um, he was the one that somehow managed to stay kind of on the straight and narrow. He did fall into some drug abuse issues, that kind of thing, but he he managed to rise above it all, and and he has managed to stay. He's got two sons now who have just signed with uh, MLW, Major League Wrestling. Mm. Um, so the Von Erich name is coming back. And, um, yeah, just, I mean, really, just to watch it, I mean, it's so heartbreaking, so sad. Um, but, yeah, Von Erich's big, big... In Texas, they were they were they wrestled against the Freebirds back in the day, and mm-hmm. I mean they were they were superstars like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man would have been in the eighties. Sure. So, yeah, it's uh, it tugs at the heartstrings, and you got to watch one of them, Big Ugly. If you get to go back and watch any of the other ones, yeah, man. Um, <coughs> you know, uh, my my favorite. I say it's Dark Side of the Ring, but uh, the the most one that got me was the Moolah. Um, because when I started watching wrestling, I started watching with my aunt and uncle, and they were back at the days when Fabulous Moolah, Wendy Richter, who was a big part of that show, um, you know, and they were big, and I had no idea that all of this stuff, supposedly, rumor and innuendo, was going on behind the scenes that Mae Young was basically a pimp, and she was pimping out the women wrestlers to be prostitutes. And you you mean got, I'm sorry, Moolah, yeah, I'm sorry. Mae Young was a part of the story as well, but Moolah, um, she was like... The grandmother pimp, you know, she would be pimping out her wrestlers and, you know, telling wrestlers to go sleep with promoters to make money and get a spot and all this other stuff. And just, oh, yeah. Talk about pulling back the curtain of the wrestling business. That's what this does. And there's another show now on Vice called The Wrestlers, which is kind of following independent uh, professional wrestling. So, um, sort of just following indie wrestlers that are going around and then showing their world. So, it's not too bad. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, oh, Silver King. I just wanted to bring that one up, too, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. He passed away, too. In the ring, I mean. In the ring, yeah. Yeah, um, and I was for, talking about WCW a little bit earlier. So, Silver King, he was a great entertainer, great wrestler, and that just kind of sucked as well. Yeah. 
So, you know, but there's more fun things to talk about. Like, uh, you know, we'll talk about AEW. Why not? You know, that's that's the first thing on tap. Um, you know, uh, but the Money in the Bank review, we'll get to that first because that actually happened first. But why don't we take a break and then we'll come back and talk about more. And also, uh, do we need, uh, should we introduce the special guest that we're going to have later on in this or should we wait and talk to the special guest and then promote it let's wait and talk to the special guest and then promote it uh, so what you need to know listeners is there's going to be another special guest returning to the dirty ugly wrestling podcast and when we say returning that means it's somebody that's been on before so if you want to know who's been on before go listen to all the rest of the 60 some episodes archived on soundcloud stitcher tuning radio uh and uh itunes and and myspace and wherever else we talked about earlier but on that note we will be right back We're back on the yeah. Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And a big ugly. Welcome back. And CM Funk, welcome back. Oh, thank you. I, I, I had to step away. I apologize. But I am back, too. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we all step away. We, we all have to take breaks in life and then come back. Um, so as we were uh, talking offline here for a second, we got StarCast going on this weekend. StarCast 2, uh, as well as the Double or Nothing pay-per-view. But, uh, you know, a lot of things pulled from StarCast. A lot of new things in StarCast. But Las Vegas is the place to be this weekend. Um, and we'll talk about AEW in a minute or a few more minutes. Let's go back to the Money in the Bank. 2019 from Hartford, Connecticut, right in just right in the middle of WWE country. CM Funk, did you see the whole show? I did finally get a chance to sit down and, and catch up and watch uh, Money in the Bank, and I, I believe I saw the whole show. Okay, so. and how about you, Big Ugly? <laughs> I did not get to see it, but I did see some of the recaps um, and you know some of the the high spot highlights. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah high spots. That's you know, yeah. same difference. Sure. Um, all right. Well, let's go over some quick results and then of course throw tangents in as we do that and then we'll talk about what we liked what we didn't like what was weird what was not uh let's see the pre-show uh the usos defeated daniel bryan and rowan in a non-title match because daniel bryan and rowan are the tag team champions um so yay fantastic (laughs) yeah just a quick comment on that yeah rowan on the pre-show makes sense Yes, yes. The other 75% of the match, I, 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 participants, I'm not so sure about. Anyway. I understand completely, and I agree. Absolutely. What do you think, Big Ugly? So, you are here's my, here's my, this is what I never understand. What is the purpose of a non-title match? Uh, so the challengers can win without changing the titles? I mean, I get that, Maybe? but it's like... I just I'm just looking like, at their, their logic. Yeah. I just look at sports, and it's like, you know... When is, you know, Daniel Cormier going to fight somebody and, and not have it be for the title? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it doesn't make sense. Like, that's not how championships go. Right. I just, I don't know why WWE continues to do that. But anyway, yeah, I'm shocked I was on the pre-show. But, I mean, the Usos have been on pre-show many times. So. Yes, they have. Yeah. Yeah. They are the kings of the pre-show. Yeah, true. <laughs> and it's a, it's a shame because they're awesome. And then, you know, Daniel Bryan... You know, knocked out for three years, came back to win the title, and then after I mean, now, now he was he was wrestling in a WWE Championship match on the last pay per view, <laughs> and now he's he's like he's like the new Shinsuke Nakamura, like <laughs> like all of a sudden you know he's on the pay, on the pre show. What what happened? Was Shinsuke even on this show? No. Okay, I so <laughs> I don't think they've been doing anything with Shinsuke uh, Shinsuke recently. 
Nope. I'll be honest, until I just said his name, I forgot he was in uh, WWE. So, yeah, uh, me too. I, I hadn't <laughs> thought about him. That's terrible. That's pretty bad. Actually, I haven't thought about... Uh, Where's Rusev been? He hasn't been around recently, has I, he? They were together, I think. Yeah. They're doing a tag team. I doing guess they're kind of giving him a little break. Yeah. yeah, they they just wrestled on the main card of WrestleMania for a tag team title. They did. And now they're not even on TV, period. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. Anyway, so that's the pre-show. So we'll talk about AEW. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so kicking off the actual main card is the women's ladder match for the Money in the Bank. Now... I understood later on why I was thinking Becky Lynch has two matches in this night. Give her a match early so she can have a match later and have a break. But we understand in a little while why that didn't happen. So we had in the Money in the Bank women's ladder match, and we'll talk about it in a little more, Nikki Cross, who actually replaced Alexa, Alexa Bliss, Bliss, right? Uh, Natty, Naomi, um, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville was out there at one point in time. Uh, Ember Moon, Dana Brooke, Carmella, and Bailey. The winner and new Miss Money in the Bank, Bailey. First of all, yay or nay? Yay. Yay or nay? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so, th- this match was good. Um, it was really, really good. It was a really Fast and and hot way to start off the pay per view. Hard to come back from. Yeah. <laughs> kind of all your eggs in one basket, kind of thing. Um, so let's talk about the match. You know, from the highlights and everything that you saw, big ugly. Yeah, um, I mean, it looks like like you guys said, it looked like it was it was a great match from the highlights that I saw. I mean, I really can't speak on much more than that. Okay. But yeah. Sam Funk. I I, I actually want to speak about Naomi um, and her Afro puffs that she was sporting <laughs> and rocking. Um, First off, they were the size of basketballs and all, which was amazing. Um, and then she had a yellow and black striped outfit on, and I was like, is this some sort of tribute to Dusty Rhodes, mm. or, you know, I, what were they going for? It was a completely different look for Naomi, but I actually enjoyed it. It was it was better than where she what, what she's been doing for mm-hmm. the last couple of years. Still sporting the uh, awesome kicks with the uh, light-up soles in them, though. So True. You know. And she's turning out to be the Kofi Kingston of the women's division. That, that she is. Meaning she's just very athletic and doing a lot of weird things with ladders and, and, and exits and entrances to the Royal Rumble and things like that. So I, I think she and she took a beating. As well as Dana Brooke got the crap beat out of her in this match. There was a lot of just, just a lot of stiff. A lot of physicality. A lot of physicality. Um, and then uh, the, the Mandy Rose Carmella uh, incident mm. during the match where Carmella's knee looked like it turned all the way around and buckled and because Mandy Rose like kind of kicked the ladder the wrong way mm-hmm. and Carmella was PO'd after that for legit like Mandy Rose kept trying to do the next spot and Carmella kept pushing her away like <laughs> no I'm actually hurt like yeah. leave me alone and and on it was pretty cool because Carmella then came back down later in the match and just beat the crap out of Mandy Rose which was fantastic so, so that was not a planned spot to have her leave the match Walking away and then coming back yeah. uh, as injured. Yeah, I mean, maybe somewhat planned, but, man, that that knee, it looked like it buckled. Yeah, it it, like it. I and she took a shot at her on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, too, about not being able to work. So Really? Yeah. Oh, and okay. I, I don't, I mean, they do, they try to infuse a lot of that real stuff into Twitter these days, but I don't know, when you're calling somebody out on not being safe, I, I don't really, I haven't seen WWE cross that line, so I feel like that was legit. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, yeah. So that's that's some definite heat right there. And Carmella, uh, she came back on TV, not in a competitive role, but she came back on in the past week, and we'll talk about why uh, a little bit later. Um, so let's talk about another match that ended abruptly. Um, Rey Mysterio defeating Samoa Joe for the United States Championship. And right after the pinfall happened, it looked like I saw blood on Samoa Joe's face. Now, was this match rushed because of an injury, or was this just another in the, you know, quick matches for them storyline? Anybody? So, I don't know. Only thing, I, I heard about Ray. I didn't see any highlights from the show. It's just that the one of the uh, headlines I was reading said, Ray Mysterio won in a controversial match. I yeah. was hoping you guys could tell me why it was controversial. Well, he... So the blood came maybe from a broken nose or just a busted nose or something on Samoa Joe. But yeah. then I saw where uh, Ray actually injured his shoulder during the match. Really? And that may have been led to the quick finish. But it also makes sense because the WrestleMania match they had was a quick finish, too. Yeah. You know, and that was just legit storyline, you know, as opposed to any other kind of angle. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, I think it was maybe a little bit of column A and a little bit from column B, you know, and then got his son involved just to kind of further the storyline it seems like but, yeah um, it just seemed it seemed rushed but it could have been you know because of the last storyline that was rushed you never know um but it did seem like there was a little bit of um stalling going on afterwards but Rey mysterio now you know grand slam champion has had every singles title that you can think of except one which there's a new one we'll talk about it i'm excited to talk about it a little bit later um so yeah uh you know they have a good uh, they ha they have a good base to have a longer storyline here for these two. So yeah. if they stick around a while, this could work. Um, steel cage match. Shane McMahon slipping away, surviving, as they say, um, and defeating The Miz by escaping the cage. So basically the end of the match was uh, Shane had gone over, The Miz was going over the side and pulling on in it, and Shane's, you know, Shane O'Mac's shirt slipped right off of him, and then he fell to the floor. Uh, this looked like a pretty brutal match as well. Uh, I don't mind this storyline at all. I like these two. Um, did you see or hear anything about it of the uh, highlights or anything? Big Ugly. Uh, no, except for the fact that Shane won uh -huh. again. So Okay. Do you like this storyline continuing? Or, I mean, was WrestleMania the <laughs> suplex in the Falls Count Anywhere match enough? I felt like we needed one more. I thought that maybe Miz would, uh, you know, win. Uh, but now that he hasn't, um, now I am kind of ready for the storyline to be done. Um, so it doesn't seem like it quite is yet, but yeah, yeah. it looks like it still could filter yeah. over. It looks like Shane McMahon has gotten some new cronies and he's going after Roman Reigns now, which is interesting. But, um, what did you think about it? The steel cage match? Yeah, I wish this just would have been a clean Miz victory and it would, they'd have moved on from it. I mean, the match itself was, it was a good steel cage match, but I'll be honest, I really was not interested because I'm so not interested in the storyline after WrestleMania. So, yeah. um, I wish they'd just move on from it, but it was a, it, I, I will say it was a clever finish with the slipping out of the shirt thing. Like that was something kind of new and different. So that is clever. Um, and up until this match, I kept feeling like the WWE. He was still giving the fans everything they wanted again. Like the Usos won, Bailey won, uh, you know, faces winning. I'm like, oh god, please, you know, something change this up. Can't give everybody what they want. Um, we talked about that a lot on the last podcast, Big Ugly. When you give everybody everything that they want, there's nothing to shoot for. Exactly. So um, if you go after this, uh, now this is on the main card, 
which could have been on the pre-show. Tony Nese, the cruiserweight champion from 205 Live, uh, defeated Ari Davari. Ari Davari came out in this big $100,000 car. They made this big. The match was terrible. This was the worst 205 Live match I have seen. You're nodding your head. You agree with this, CM Funk. How how was not a single Buddy Murphy 205 cruiserweight match or in a main pay-per-view card. And they were all fantastic. And they were all fantastic. Yeah, Tony Nese wins the title and the first defense is or in a pay-per-view card. I was like... I was like, it, this is the beginning of Avengers Endgame right here. This is it. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I don't get it. I'm, I'm, I'm missing it. So. No offense to those two guys. I don't know if it was the chemistry or whatever, but that, I mean, because Tony Nese worked really well with Buddy Murphy at WrestleMania mm-hmm. in one of the four kickoff matches that we saw. Uh, but that, no, that match was terrible. Please don't go watch that. They, I don't want to see it on it's Hulu. Our, I, it I must be bad it. because I didn't even know this match existed. There so. you go. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think they they wanted to make known it existed afterwards. I think even on 205 Live the next week, they probably just went on with other storylines. But, um, so, let's see. Let's go into, now here's, finally, Becky Lynch's first championship match. Um, the Raw Championship against Lacey Evans. Decent match, I thought. I didn't see anything specifically spectacular in this match. Lacey uh, was better in the lead up to it than the payoff in my opinion but uh becky lynch defeated um lacey evans with submission so uh cm funk i'll start with you this time any did you like this match or? I, you know i i surprisingly didn't mind the match uh lacey evans impressed me somewhat you know because really the first time i've ever seen her truly wrestle a, a yeah any kind of Anything over 30 seconds. Sure, so, uh, right. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I was actually somewhat intrigued and somewhat surprised by the way that it uh, that it played out. So, um, wasn't as bad as I truly expected it to be. Yeah, I don't think it was bad. It just didn't, especially, I guess, after the real come down match that was before that, it just yeah. didn't really pick me back up yet. Yeah. But the second part of this picked back up because it looked like um, Becky was going to leave and then come back later, but Charlotte's music played. Uh, she came out. And she just said, hey, we're going to do this match right here, right now. So Becky Lynch defending a second title. I didn't know that happened back-to-back. Back-to-back, yeah. So, And it seemed like it was um, confusing for the announcers, of course. They're like, this isn't supposed to happen now. And Becky Lynch, you know, being the fighting champion that she is, agreed to do it. And I was thinking, now this is the part where Charlotte and Becky fight again this is not what i want to see because we've seen this 158 times it's like watching cena and orton (laughs) yeah kind of yeah oh man uh but as the it was a little more intriguing now that becky had been beat up for 15 minutes um and going through this so as watching this going through it um i can't remember where the i i think Lacey evans came back out didn't she? Is that right? She came back out, and I think, yeah, she delivered the women's right. Right. While the ref wasn't looking. Correct. And then Charlotte followed it up with, like, a, I think it was just, like, a spear and then a, and then the pinfall or whatever right. to, to beat Becky. There was no no figure eight, you nope. know, none of that. No natural selection, I don't she, think. Charlotte did try the natural selection on the outside. Oh, and, the, she, the, and Becky slipped a, out of it. Yeah, and Becky held one of the ropes, and Charlotte basically planted herself from the ring apron down to the floor. That was a cool spot. It was a cool spot. So, um, But, yeah, so Charlotte ended up beating Becky right there uh, to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. Nine-time champion. Now you can tell they're really trying to get her up to her daddy's record. 
It's like, why so fast? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, she has a whole career. Right, it took Flair like 25 years right, to do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of Flair, you know, I think he's doing better. He had some emergency, uh, you know, medical issues last week, you know, from when we're listening to this, but I think he's doing okay. He's getting better. Yep, up. yep. He's, he's fine, just can't travel anywhere. Can't so. travel. Um, so this was not the end of this segment. Um, so as I believe... I believe it was still Lacey Evans and Charlotte out there still taking their, you know, the match was over, but they were still beating up Becky, I believe. Yes. Um, so at this point in time, Charlotte is the SmackDown Women's Champion. Becky is still the Raw Women's Champion. Here comes Bailey. Uh, just about an hour ago, won the Bailey in the bank, the money in the bank. Now, I had a lot of things going through my head right here. The last of which, which was what actually happened, was Bailey going after Charlotte. To win the SmackDown Women's Championship. The reason I'm thinking is because this would be a great time to turn Bailey heel. Right now, all the way. And Becky has been beat up by, you know, several people for 30 minutes now. If she goes after Becky's Raw title, she'll win it instantly. And then that'll turn her heel. But she actually went against Charlotte. And she cashed it in on Charlotte. Beat Charlotte. Uh, with the elbow, the uh, Macho Man elbow from the top rope, and became the SmackDown Women's Championship, and the, and the crowd popped for it too. They were yeah. pretty over for Bailey. The, the crowd was completely over, and then Bailey uh, went and celebrated in the crowd for like five or ten minutes. Yeah, and she all. sure it was, did. It was pretty cool. When did the crowd start liking Bailey again? During the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Because yeah. we've been noticing that even like, Bailey. Yeah, because like Bailey, Bailey and Sasha tag team women's championship. That's cool, but then they kind of just both. Like, what happened? You know, there's no fire behind either one of them, and Sasha's a different story. But Bailey, like everybody, kind of once she came up to the main roster, just lost interest, right? Yeah. Um, and we even wondered about that, like what's going to happen from NXT to WWE. Uh, but yeah, it seemed like they were getting behind her in the Money in the Bank ladder match. People like the match and the spots more often, but the the one telling the best story in there was Bailey because she kept coming out of nowhere, coming from, you know, getting beat up and then just coming back, coming back, and she actually won, and the crowd was over for it. So I don't know, but will they stay over for her as champion? Now is the question, as a face, as a champion. I I, I think so. I I think especially because this sets up where Charlotte can just go back to SmackDown and concentrate on going after Bailey. So mm-hmm. you've got a built-in feud there. They continued the Lacey Evans Becky Lynch feud, you know. So Becky's on Raw now, so you've got that. You can separate the two titles, which, right. which as much as I love Becky Lynch and as much as I was excited for her to win both titles, the reality is the titles needed to be separate. You know, they, yeah. you couldn't, you just couldn't further storylines the, the right way, right? And also, I, I think it's good. I mean, I think you've got, you know, that, I think that's why Bailey stayed face because and went against Charlotte because. She was going to represent SmackDown, so mm. you needed the face heel combination there. So sure, that makes sense. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be good for a while. Okay, and then of course they can always turn Bailey heel if they need to. You know, but they've they've teased that before a couple times that they never did. What do you think is Bailey is champion? I think uh, it'll be fine as long as she continues to have good matches. So mm. if she can continue to impress the audience as you know as. You guys said she did with uh, Money in a Bank. She did. I think the fans will stick with her. But, you know, if she gets in there with Charlotte or whatever and they have a, you know, not so great match and she's not so impressive, then, you know, people might go sour on her again. Mm-hmm. So it's all up to the uh, quality of work that comes out of whatever she's doing. Yeah, and, of course, much. the storyline yeah. that the writers put behind her, too. Yeah. You know, that's going to help. But I I like that segment, um, the whole women's segment. It was very exciting, very different. Uh, That was pretty cool. Because, I mean, when you think about the 
some of the women, like if you think about Bailey and, and, and Sasha, it was their work in NXT that got people behind them, not necessarily their promos right. or their entertainment skills. You know, it was like the things they were doing in a ring captivated people, you know, and they just haven't had those level of performances on the main roster. And I feel like, you know, that's what's been missing. Mm-hmm. NXT, the level of work definitely is uh, the, the measuring stick there. But, yeah, if they can do that on the main roster, that would be great. I mean, you know, Becky and Charlotte had the uh, – what was it the uh, the TLC match or the, they, I think they had yeah. a TLC match and also a last woman standing match on Evolution. So the quality of work can be done by the women. Mm-hmm. It's just they need the the platform to do it. Um, here's one of my favorite matches of the night. Actually, uh, it was set up to be Roman Reigns and Elias. That was next on the card. So um, Roman, they show Roman in the back walking towards the ring. They show Elias sneak up behind him, hit him with a guitar, knock him down. Then Elias comes out. And gets in the ring and sits and sings and, you know, talks down the crowd. So, first of all, Roman and Drew McIntyre from WrestleMania, absolutely forgettable. This was this started off hot and got Elias back to doing what he needs to be doing, which is getting on the mic and getting heat. Beautiful. Um, and then he got heat with the, the fans. He got heat with, you know, everything. So, giving all that heat, it made Roman Reigns face by association to you know, have fans be over for him. He came out, spear, one, two, three, over. Squash match. Loved it. Perfect booking. What do you got? What do you think? What do you got to think? I, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I mean, it, it was Elias being Elias, like yes. you said. I mean, it's what needs to happen. And then it's a good way to keep Roman in a in a good light too, so that the fans don't completely turn on him again. They know? started so, to right, and then, and then <laughs> they're heading that way. So um, yeah, I mean, it was good, and you know, it was what it needed to be. It did not need to be a ten minute snooze fest, so, right? Because yeah. that's exactly what it would have been. Yep. So did you see some highlights or any uh, thoughts about this one? I did not, but I mean, it sounds like, you know, WWE's just delaying the inevitable for the fans <laughs> to turn on Reigns, but it's all right. Because you'd notice if you watch even on Hulu, and since WrestleMania, the fans are not backing Roman. Like, you know, they backed him when he came back. He beat Cancer, all this. First, maybe first two appearances. But then they kind of went, you don't want to get middle ground. You want to be hot or not. And with Roman, he was middle ground. That's They're losing interest. But this... They did it the right way. Yeah. Well, they have to put him back in the title picture. Yeah, I, I think they do. I think uh, give him six months to a year uh, from when he came back, they'll do that. Yeah. They, they need him to do that. Uh, they, they've been rumoring, and before we go back into this, that John Cena's actually done from the ring. Uh, they get, they've been showing this on all kinds of social media. You never know. Really? He, I haven't heard it. Okay. Done wrestling, but, you know, he could, because he's doing a lot of other things. He's hosting the new uh, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Taking the old Jeff Foxworthy trail, <laughs> um, you know he's doing a lot of things in yeah. Hollywood. So. I mean, I knew he, I knew he was, and I knew he was like scaling back on the schedule. I just didn't know he was like officially deciding that he's done from in ring. It's his social media, which you might not see the king of non-social no, media CM no. Punk, oh. but that's what that's what is the rumor and innuendo these hmm. days. Um, but I mean, he's. You know, early 40s. Yeah. Hey, man, that Hollywood money, man. Hollywood oh, money. talks to you. It ain't rock money or Batista money. Not yet. But, you know, yeah. not yet, but Look, Batista came back. You know what? If that's it for John Cena, I, I am completely good for him to go out as the doctor of thugonomics. At Hell yeah. yeah. That yeah. was that. I popped, and I never popped for John Cena. So. No, you didn't. Well, you did then. Right. We so, all did. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I don't need him to have any classic matches anymore, but I still, his presence and his, his character, wait, his wait. charisma is all he, good. He had classic matches? Oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's <laughs> That might have been when you weren't watching yeah, at that point in time. 
Yeah, he's had some. He's had some okay in the middle of his career, not recently. <laughs> you know that two minute and whatever against the Undertaker, the one WrestleMania that I was. Think not him and AJ had a good one, right? John Cena and AJ, yeah, they did have one. They had, actually the build up for that one was great, you know, because the two of them standing in the yeah. ring together, the fans, you know, seven minutes would not stop, you know, talk, you know, AJ Styles, John here, John Cena, whatever. Um, that was good. Speaking of AJ Styles, um, there's a classic match that he had with Seth Rollins right after the Roman Reigns Elias thing. Uh, match of the night, actually, other than the latter matches, which obviously, were in it. but this was, fa- I was worried about this that this would get all WWE'd up. Um, but they actually let these two go. They had a Ring of Honor classic style match. In I my heard. Opinion. I wish I could see uh, more of that match. Uh, eventually, I'm, I'm pretty sure I will. But yeah, I heard. Hey, that this I'll was share like, my network for you for yeah, this one. I heard that this match was like the the show stealer. Really was. Um, what did you think? Uh, I, I surprisingly was not as impressed by it. Wow. As, as everybody else, like really? I, I thought it was good. Yeah. I'm not taking anything. I mean, you can't take it much away from the two talents in the ring. But sure. I don't know. It it didn't didn't hold my interest the whole time as I was watching it, mm. you know, and I'm like, if it's a classic match or a great, like, I should be invested in it from start to finish, and for yeah. me, I, I just, I don't know. Maybe it maybe it was because of the two towns in the ring, you know, like, I'm not I'm not a big Seth Rollins guy, I mean, sure. I, I like AJ, but I'm not into the whole storyline with him and Seth, you know, other than for AJ going again for the title, but, sure. um, I don't know, just, yeah, it was good, but... Yeah, maybe it is the storyline. Maybe you got to be invested in a hundred percent of it to, to see. You know, I I really am not invested either too. But it's I was, because it's that whole face 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 versus yeah, face thing, yeah, man. That it might just kind of like never really works. Yeah, they tried to give AJ a little bit of heat going into that, but it didn't work. AJ's a face right now, right? Yeah. AJ's too far over with the fans. You know, unless he goes complete heel, right? He's not going to get the heat that they want. And both of these guys can and have gone complete heel, and they are much better as complete I, I, heel. <laughs> I kept waiting for Seth Rollins to actually be the one to turn heel. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like he made more sense turning heel than AJ does at this point. And and I like Seth better as a heel. I, yeah. I can't stand him as a face, to be honest with you. Really? I, yeah. I, it does nothing for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's not horrible to me as a face, but he's definitely a better heel. I think that they want to keep him face because... He's that reliable face of the company you can have because even though Roman Reigns is back, you know, obviously the guy is still, you know, he has he had leukemia, you mm. know, and it, it could come back. And, you <clears throat> know, I think they want to give it some time before elevating him back to that, that right. status. So. And taking a chance and turning somebody right. heel and then you don't have a major it, face of the company. Exactly. And it could be a business thing. Yeah. Um, but I just thought the match I had. I didn't have as high expectations because I thought the WWE would give you know give them shackles or whatever. But I guess because it exceeded my initial expectations, that's why I thought the match was better than it yeah. was. Um, so it's they did a good job. Yeah. You know, Seth Rollins won, kept the title, and it looks like they're. I, I didn't see them teasing that on the week after, so this this might be a one and done yeah. for a while. Um, here's a fun one: Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens for the WWE Championship. Um, I want to get thoughts on this before. First of all, Kofi Kingston won, retained the title. Uh, let's start with you. Are you okay with Kofi keeping the title big ugly? And yes, you I'm hear? very happy. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't just a one and done at WrestleMania, give you what you want and take it away. This one you're okay with. Did yes. you see any spots of the match or any highlights? No. Okay. Um, let's uh, get that from CM Funk. Uh, are you happy of Kofi winning? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm totally on in the Kofi camp at this point and all, and, and probably have been. But yeah, as far as the match, again, I, I thought it was good. Um, 
it did nothing, you know, to like, you know, make me like go, oh my gosh, you you got to go watch this match. I right. Mean, it was good. It was it was a it was a typical WWE title match. You know? This was yes. So, um, and they let Kofi keep, and then Kevin Owens did a great job playing his role in sure. this match. I thought always does, always does, and uh, I think they should let him run with the ball in a little while uh, as a heel. I love the whole big O. Um, you know, trying to get into the New Day turn and heel, I think the build-up was very good for this match. You said they should let Kevin Owens run yep. with the title? Yep. Oh, you're crazy. No! <laughs> Come on, Kevin Owens. He's, he, I feel like we've been down that road before. He was I, Universal like, Champion yeah, for was, a month. It because, was lackluster. That's because he, he need, they, it was a Goldberg thing. It was for Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Oh, you don't man. think he would be great with a no, title with people man. coming running after him? I think Owens is... I don't know, man. He's he's lackluster. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. Keep the belt on, on Kingston. Okay. And then turn the New Day Hill again. Let that have a run. So, Kofi Kingston with New Day as all heels with champion run. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's strong. Um, hey, anything is possible at this point as we find it's out not the next match. Happen, but it probably yeah. won't. Yeah. But um, let's talk about some guys who uh, really took a beating. Uh, Ricochet. De- dead. D-E-D. Dead. What the... Uh, go ahead. You, 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 this is money in the man, men's ladder match. We'll get to the winner in a minute. But I'll be honest. I don't know who's more dead, Ricochet or Finn Balor. Uh, that that was the next name I was about to hit. <laughs> yeah. Both of them. Yeah, both dead. Of them took beatings. Yeah. Um, dude, the the sunset flip, flip. by Andrade. Yeah. <laughs> Under the ladder, bridged. I was like. Finn Balor bounced higher than yeah. any NBA basketball. Right. He, he almost could have gotten the Money in the Bank briefcase right if, he there. Was, if he was awake after bouncing off the ladder. Like, I mean, oh. it was... And then he took, like, two more uh, ladder shots, like, where he got powerbombed on one. And I was like, it's like, stop. Like, like where's JR to say he's been broken in half? Like, I mean, it was literal. Good Lord! Um, that just... I mean, just the beating that these guys took. Yeah. Um... And there were other people in the match. Uh, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, who I'm starting to... I still don't like his outfit. But, but, I, I love... He is he is a great heel. Andrade Ali, who took a beating as well. Um, these guys... I, I think they should do more with Corbin, man. I they, agree. They should be moving him up the cart, man. Corbin is like... I pro- one of the biggest heels in the business, man. I wouldn't like, mind him taking the title off yeah, Seth, actually. Yeah. I mean, I mean, who else is getting heat for what he's wearing? Like, <laughs> right. like, like he's your heel. And it's purposely. Right, yeah. he is your top heel. Like, just just forget everybody else. You know, he's yeah. he's it. So. And he lie. gets on the microphone and he talks all egotistically. And he like that's good good right. stuff, man. Yeah. Right. If if you're getting booed, you're a heel. Uh, it seems like that's exactly what you want, right? right. Like, so <laughs> he's the biggest heel in the company, and he they need to capitalize on that, and they should. Um, so all of, and he didn't take much of a beating in the match. Uh, Ali took some beating. Um, th- this match went 20, 25 minutes. Uh, I was, and, and there were people that were in and out of this match. Like uh, it was, what was it? Um, Braun Strowman, who wasn't on the show at all. Well, he kind of was. He was yeah, running backstage. So Braun Strowman. Was supposed to be in the match, and then Braun Strowman apparently hung Sami Zayn upside down in the back, um, and then so Braun Strowman was going to come out, but Braun Strowman couldn't be in the match. Sami Zayn couldn't be in the match, so we're just going to have this match with seven people. That's what they never said anything else about it until 
Well, okay. hang on. Before we get to the until uh, the, until we get to the finish, you know, I just want to uh, go back to mention Randy Orton. Go ahead. So the first like ten minutes of the Money in the Bank match was Randy Orton just standing basically on the outside, waiting for guys to get thrown out to him so that he could then put them through tables like left and right. <laughs> To me, it was one of the best spots in the Money in the Bank that I have seen in such a long time because he just was – he was being the viper. He was just picking and choosing his battles and waiting, and I thought, I don't want him winning this match because no. it's Randy Orton. But at the same time, like, this is great. This, this It's a complete departure. He wasn't in there just taking all the bumps or getting beat. And mm-hmm. He was giving all the bumps, but – as he felt like doing it. It was, I don't know. I, I wouldn't it. have minded him winning because he won a couple years ago. And him teasing, he, he's a great character to tease the, the cash-in. Yeah. Which he did true. for a while. I, I wouldn't have minded that because Randy Orton doesn't need to work hard at no. this point. And he doesn't work hard at no. this point. <laughs> <laughs> we, we found this out at WrestleMania when there was a beach ball working harder than him and AJ Styles in that match. Uh, but, you know, Randy Orton has earned his place right he doesn't need to do anything but him just slithering in there and winning i would have been okay with him winning um but i wasn't really sure who was gonna win before the ending did you have an idea of who was gonna win no but i can assure you i thought it would be one of the guys in that ring yes how about you did you have a pick i i'll be honest i i Thought Drew McIntyre was going to finally get his push, especially because he was just the dominant monster. Right, he would have been my pick. He, he was the dominant beast, if you would, mm-hmm. um, during the during the match. So. Right, and that would have made sense. And I think typically when a heel wins is is better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, oh, a heel won. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Um, okay, now we're going to talk hey, but, about. Hey, it. we were just talking about this though. That that maybe this person needed to come back. Right, and and I did mention it, and and I I don't I, I didn't guess think it, came it was back in the way. I didn't understand it this way, but okay. So as Ali, everybody else is dead. Ali's half dead. Climbing the ladder, all of a sudden you hear an entrance music, and you hear a gasp, and the crowd just changes, and you hear the announcers go, "What the hell?" Um, Brock, Brock, Lesnar. Um, just comes in and just pushes Ali's ladder over, takes no bumps, does nothing, climbs up the ladder with this laughing-ass look on his face, grabs the money in the bank, and then they cut the pay-per-view off almost instantaneously with a monster in the bank. Um, I want to get thoughts before I give thoughts. Uh, let's start with Big Ugly, because we did talk about this on a recent podcast. Yeah, so podcast. we did say that on, our, on the last podcast we were talking about how, you know, WWE ratings have tanked, and, you know, it just seems to be the storylines have gone stale. What could they do? We talked about the loss of Ronda Rousey being a hit and Brock Lesnar not being it also being a hit. Mm-hmm. I don't mind Lesnar coming back. I think that, for me, the only thing about this was how, uh, for all my Game of Thrones fans, you understand this, like, how there was no development <laughs> that led to this ending, okay? So, it was like, you know, where did he come from? How did he get entered into the match? There was no, there was nothing. It just... So you can just run in on matches now yeah. and just get in and that's it? Just play my music and I'm in there? I, I just didn't get that. And part. it holds up. You know, it's legal. It's, I mean, it's no yeah. disqualification, but it holds up. You're allowed to do this because you're Brock Lesnar? I don't know. So 
did they? I, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch Raw. I, I read about it. But I didn't get a chance to watch Raw the night after. Did they do any follow up, like you know, saying why Brock was entered into the? Uh... Heyman tried to explain it because Heyman and Lesnar came out first, which is another big uh, GIF or GIF or whatever. Because uh, Brock Lesnar listening to the Money in the Bank as a boombox, <laughs> and they got this big thing of him like doing this to different songs. Fantastic. But anyway, Paul Heyman said. You know, we've got all of the, the you know, the cons- conspiracy theorists out there, you know, saying that, uh, you know, this was, uh, you know, play. how do you sneak Brock Lesnar into a building? <laughs> like, you know, everybody knew he was in the building. So, you know, what happened to Sami Zayn backstage? You know, he hinted at it, but he never said it. Okay. Um, and he said, well, when Sami Zayn was hung up on by his thing, then I made a political phone call and then there it was. Okay. They kind of explained it, but not really. All right, cool. So I had no issue with this whatsoever. I thought this was fantastic. This was the shot in the arm, at least for now, that WWE needed because there is no star power in WWE to to what you guys were talking about and all. I had no issue with this. I'm glad that they made an explanation to follow up a little bit as to how he got into the match. Because if they would have just left that open-ended, yeah, it would have taken something away from it. Mm -hmm. Because it would have been like like Big Ugly said, like, oh, just anybody can randomly, if there's an opening, you can just show up. (laughs) You know, but... I got a Money in the Bank briefcase. I can do it. Right. Absolutely loved it. Uh, Totally over for that. If if you're going to do something, make it shocking and... And this is perfect for Brock Lesnar. He's not the title holder. Right. So he does not have to be on every... Right. It's a great opportunity to tease the money in the bank because you never know when he's going to show up now. Right. And Heyman can do it by himself, too, because he did this on SmackDown Live. Heyman showed up with the briefcase on the ramp during the last match with Kofi Kingston or whatever. Um, So... And Brock was not there, but it was just the idea that, oh, is he here? Could he cash in? At any time. Because Heyman's usually there anyway, because I think he's still writing for the company or producing or whatever. Um, but initially, I was like, if I was any other person in this match, especially Ricochet or Bear, uh, uh, freaking Finn Balor, I'd be pissed that there's a, there's a guy in this company that has the spot to just walk in and do whatever he wants. And you know what? Be, I would think initially they might be pissed. But there is no traditional, traditionalist wrestling anymore. This is shock value. Right. Yo, the but, next night, I was okay with it. Yeah, but there's also a guy in this business that can draw money. Yeah. And those guys that you just named aren't at that level yet. Right. right. Well, Randy Orton did his job. <laughs> yeah, well. He drew money. But, yeah, I understand. Uh, and he... Supposedly, the rumor was, like, nobody but Ali knew who the... Surprise person was going to be. Well, Ali had to be informed of the spot, probably. Right, right, yeah, because he was the one up there. But the, apparently, the rest of the group didn't didn't. Know, I mean, they might have assumed something or thought something and all. But yeah, like, they did show was... the camera on every single one of those guys, and the, a, after the match was over, and they all had that like the shit eaten grin on their face, like what? <laughs> Are yeah. you kidding me? So it might have been genuine reaction. Right. Um, I'm okay with it. I, I enjoy Brock Lesnar. I I like you know having just like. With Seth Rollins and AJ, there's no heel there. I like having a heel having a place of power but not being the champion right now because he can do it up for up to a year. So tease it for a year. He can show up once a month, maybe even if that. Doesn't have to do anything with the briefcase. That's fine. Keep it. Because Bailey and last year the same thing happened with uh, Alexa Bliss. The women's money in the bank just cash in immediately, same night. So the money in the bank, you need some mystique. You need some, you need some uh, you know, build up to it. That's it. 
Money in the Bank, five stars out of five. Uh, what do you think from what you heard or saw, Big uh, I mean, from what I heard, I'll say a uh, three and a half. Okay. Yeah. And uh, CM Funk. I, I agree, three and a half. I, I think there were some good high spots, a lot of good low spots. Um, I actually just have one comment I wanted to get. Go for it. Uh, get your thoughts, because... They did something different with the commentating or in this pay-per-view. They did. Because there were so many matches that were mixed promotional and everything, they mixed up the groupings at the broadcast um, mm-hmm. table. And I was totally confused by that for the longest <laughs> time. Like, I kept hearing voices, and I'm like, wait, who's talking now? Like, because all of a sudden, and it didn't matter who it was. You had Michael Cole and... Um, What's the lead announcer on SmackDown? I'll never remember. Tom Phillips name. or Tom, Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips. Like you had the two of them together with Renee Young and <laughs> and uh, um, Corey uh, Graves every once no, in a while. No, not the other. Byron, Byron Saxton every once in a while. Man, I need to watch more SmackDown or something. Ooh. Like it was just it was weird, but I thought it made sense in the context again of, of the the show and what was going on. I just was curious what. I wasn't sure about the pairings, but I know Renee Young was on every match. It felt like it. She I, was. Was she? Yeah, she okay. was. On, except for the. 205 Live match, which they did bring out the 205 Live announcers. Um, other than that, yeah, Renee Young was on every match. She's not the one. No. no. <laughs> Corey Graves on Corey every match Graves I'm okay with. Match. Right, because Corey Graves wasn't on the women's um, Money in the Bank Because match. he's on both like, shows. So no, because I was waiting for match. him to pop for Mandy Rose. Right, and it didn't happen. And that's when I realized, like, wait a minute, who's <laughs> announcing? Like... <laughs> Anyway, so, little yeah, a little confusing, but maybe they're letting Renee Young earn her paycheck. I don't know. Um, we'll see. But um, by, by the way, Renee Young has now uh, joined my movement of uh, hashtag no hashtag. Uh, she apparently is off all social media. Really? No. Yeah. Just well, good for her. That's what I. Good for her. Well, speaking of that, as I'm looking at my social media right now as we're talking, I'm looking to see, uh, we're going to talk, because we're in a WWE phase, we'll talk about Super Showdown just for a little bit, um, and uh, because they got that coming up on... Super Showdown talk, that seems like a bathroom break. Super, no, no, I mean, you got to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, you can still listen to the podcast, but Super Showdown, the biggest house show in Jeddah, um, coming up on June the 7th, 2 p.m. Eastern on the WWE Network because of the time difference. Um, WWE, and I'm going to throw it in my Google machine. Go ahead. No, I mean, it's just two old men. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a lot of old men. Uh, Wikipedia. So, uh, we've got we've got a card. And we, we, we do. All right, so here here's the card. Uh, use that term very loosely. We, we have a lineup. They should stop airing this. Like, they should just do this as, like, just, like, a house show over there. Don't even bother airing it. Please. Or promoting it. Just Dude, they, the, the, the promotion, have you seen the promotion for it? Yes. It starts out with the WrestleMania logo from this year, and they go, what's bigger than WrestleMania? Yeah. Like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Don't try and sell me on this super showdown being yeah. bigger than WrestleMania. You might get a bigger payday because the Saudis are, you know, rich, you know, super rich, but stop. Um, so here we go. Um, Kofi Kingston defending the WWE Championship against a returning Dolph Ziggler. I enjoyed that spot on SmackDown. The though. spot was good. I didn't know who it was at first because he came in in a black hoodie, and I'm like, this could be anybody. And it's like, oh, Dolph Ziggler entering himself in again somewhere. But it, all it is is for this, just mm-hmm. to have this championship match. And once he loses, because Dolph's not going to win in Jeddah, it, we're not going to see Dolph again until maybe... 
the Royal Rumble as a surprise entrant, which is not really a surprise. Dolph can't sustain anything. No. Like, he can't sustain any audience reaction. Ever since, like, what was it, four years ago when everybody was, like, really hyping on Dolph, like, yeah. and, and they was really behind him, and it's like, after they kind of, like, you know, uh, uh, ruined that, yeah, he's just had a hard time, man. I feel bad for him. He's a company man. You know, I actually saw him in his uh, stand-up comedy, which was not not too bad, not too good, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to ask. Uh, I'm glad. Okay, so he's, he's like, just okay. He's okay. Okay. There's nothing specific. I mean, he travels around with an opener. Uh, they, they, they do the tour, and they, they, he talks a lot about WWE, but he has his own comedy. But he's not fantastic. Okay. But he's not terrible. Yeah. Um, tolerable, I'd say. He's but if you're not player. a wrestling fan and you like comedy, but you might not dig him too much because he's just there, you know. Yeah. But it's something different for him to do. Uh, he's an entertainer. He's all right. Um, but and uh, this was apparently, as we're talking about Dolph Ziggler, this was a bathroom break for CM Funk because he actually went to the, <laughs> the mansion. So he was act. That was not. That was a shoot, is what it was. Um, very true. Uh, and it's going to be in Jeddah. It's going to be you know on the WWE Network. It's going to be in the big house show. I, I might watch it. Uh, you know, I'll probably watch it after the fact so I can fast forward through some yeah. stuff. Well, like CM Funk says, I think that the issue for me is that they 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 try and pump it up. Like, you know, as I said, which I, I feel like is not great marketing because it's like, well, you pump up WrestleMania as the end-all, be-all mm. for your company, and now you're essentially trying to say that this bigger. overhyped house show, which most of the things that happen on the show don't really affect the main storyline. They shouldn't at all. They act like it don't exist pretty much after it's over, so it, it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't, I don't get some of the marketing for this show. It's like, just call it what it is. Like, it's... Just a it's a network special, right? That's what yeah, it is? Just, yeah, that's that's fine. Whatever. So we think Kofi probably going to keep the title, more than likely, yeah. on that one. Hey, and then speaking of what we talked about, what Shane McMahon is doing next, uh, Shane McMahon versus Roman Reigns, and I believe Drew McIntyre is supposed to be in Shane McMahon's corner. Um, Shane McMahon did go overseas and become the best. In the world, by the way, I love that shtick, uh, what he makes the ring announcer say it a lot louder and longer. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, do we have any feelings that, about this match that uh, Roman will lose at all? I'm pretty sure he's going to win. Okay. Uh, CM Punk. If I had to take another shoot bathroom break, um, I would probably have no feelings about it still. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Go Roman. Um, Finn Balor versus Andrade, which has the potential to be a much better match than it might actually be. Uh, Finn Balor defending the Intercontinental Championship against Andrade. Um, doesn't really matter who wins this match. They'll come out the next hour on the third hour on Raw, um, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. Wow. That's wow. A, that's a thing, isn't it? It is. That's a kickoff match, in my opinion. Uh, it's a thing. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's get to the let's get to the main reasons why we're here. So I'm guessing those are the only guys that could like still wanted to actually go to Saudi Arabia. Probably. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Bobby Lashley doesn't mind having a job right now. So <laughs> that's good cuz I don't think he's AEW or MMA material at this point. All right. So here's one of the the big main event matches. Triple main event apparently. Mm. Um first time ever main event anywhere in the world. Yeah, you can hear the BS coming out of me when I'm saying this. This is kind of like how they're hyping it. Triple H versus Randy Orton. 
This was a main event 10 years ago when they had the storyline when Randy Orton was trying to invade Triple H's house. Like, that was fun. I don't care <laughs> at this point. Uh, like, what? Uh, it, uh, all right. Any thoughts or opinions on this match before we just talk about something else? Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, let's just say RK out of nowhere, it's over. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Oh no, Triple H puts himself over because Yeah, I was about to say crazy <laughs> thing. Come Triple on. H is gonna lose. Why oh, not? Matter of fact, he did lose with Sean at the last one. He did. But he wasn't alone. No, he wasn't alone. Yeah. Uh, and that was uh, and, you know, two hundred years of experience and, in the ring during and that he, match. He didn't take the pin in that. No. <laughs> so he didn't. Shawn Michaels in his last ever I still don't agree with that. But anyway. Yeah, he should have never came back No, anyway. he should have well, never. Well, you know, when you're when you're going out, you're supposed to put over the new guy and all, and that's what Sean did in that match. He put over the new guys. <laughs> Undertaker and Kane. Right. <laughs> Speaking of Undertaker. Kane wants to Kane wants to wrestle again, by the way. He he still wants to wrestle, even though he's the mayor of uh what is it, Davenport? Knox, Knox County. County. Knox County, thank you. Illinois. Or Mike Mike Knox. Knox County. Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah, thank Tennessee. you. I'm sorry. He's he's the he's the uh, but he wants to wrestle. Alright, yeah, we'll we'll get to the Undertaker. Hold on. <laughs> I want to go to the fifty man battle royal. This isn't the greatest Royal Rumble. This is a battle world. First of all, you're going to put 50 people in a ring to start off with. What the hell are you going to be looking at? You're going to be looking at a blob of people. And if you don't eliminate 15 people right away, you're not going to be That's able to see anything. That's what's going to happen. Like, a bunch of people are going to be eliminated like, so, immediately. So all these people are going to travel all the way to Jeddah to come down, not individually entrances. They're going to come down all together. One or two may get an individual entrance. Who knows? Um, but they're all going to be standing like sardines in the ring. And then the bell's going to ring. And then they're going to just... Spew out 15 people, 30, 20, and then, ah, uh, God. I liked at least the Greatest Royal Rumble idea because it gave mid-carters an opportunity to participate in a Royal Rumble, and it was 50 of them. I liked that. Do we care about this Battle Royal at all? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Have we cared about anything on this show? <laughs> so far, no. The most intriguing thing is, is Finn Balor versus Andrade, but I would rather see that on SmackDown in a much better match, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. Uh, is it SmackDown? No, I, mean, yeah. I guess it would be Raw. No, it is SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. I, I, Superstar Shake-Up got me all confused because they got the wild card worry, They're confused. They right. are very confused. There's no such thing as uh, split brands anymore. It, yeah, it no. doesn't matter. They got the wild card rule. Up to four people can uh, jump shows. All right. You mentioned The Undertaker. So we knew The Undertaker was on this card because he was advertised for it a long time ago, but we didn't know who he was going to be facing. A couple weeks ago... We found out he's facing Goldberg. <laughs> now, Frock Lesnar, Mikey Mike, we're, we we like you. You're, you're a good guy, but but what the? F- I'm what? pretty sure he's he's saying this is going to be a highlight of this show. I don't know. He said this is that be like Triple H and Batista. Right, but remember uh. what happened. He said that that was going to be the main event of the show, the high point of the yes. show. And then after it happened, he changed his tune because <laughs> when we were talking on the way home, he was all on board with us. So maybe he'll know better this time to understand what he's getting in for with this. What do we expect out of this at all? Well, let's see. Undertaker's last WrestleMania match was two and a half minutes against John Cena. Mm. Goldberg's last WrestleMania match was two and a half minutes against Brock Lesnar. Just about. So I'm going with about a two and a half minute long match between the two of them to close the show. To close the show? Yeah. Okay. Who wins? Doesn't really matter. (laughs) (laughs) They're both faces. They both have big entrances. Um, and does this go anywhere except what they mention it the next night on Raw or SmackDown? Does it, it, does it go anywhere? I'm going to call Taker for the win on this one, but it goes nowhere. Okay. 
I, I feel like we get a Sting run in to further wow. the storyline for WrestleMania, so we can <laughs> finally have Undertaker versus Sting. Because I really want to see 120 years worth of uh, wrestling. <laughs> I just want to see the the promos and the build up and the entrances <laughs> for that. That's all I want to see. I don't mind. Sting said he was going to retire, but you know what? Goldberg said he was going to retire. Undertaker said he was going to retire 20 years ago about. Uh, apparently that uh, that Saudi money keeps yeah. no one in retirement. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that Saudi money. I'll go over there and be in a battle royal. Just put a mask on me. I don't care. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, the, I'm one of the biggest Taker fans in the world. You are. I, I was a Goldberg guy during the WCW days and yeah, Nitro man. days and the wars. But, yeah, that was 20 years ago. And yeah. And the match then wouldn't have been good, so I can't imagine it twenty years later it being anything. But I'm I I'm a, I don't say I'm excited to see it. I'm really not. I, I I'm excited to see the entrances on a big WrestleMania type stage in Jeddah. After the when the bell rings, that's when I'm turning it off. I don't I don't I expect this to go two two and a half three minutes. I expect there to be a spear, maybe a jackhammer. Ah. No, I don't even do you know think, if he would do, you do that. Do you think Goldberg just, does he just um, squash him, squash Undertaker, like Lesnar? At the end of the day, it's like, who do you make look strong in this match, you know? <laughs> there's really it's, no point in making anybody look strong. I just want to say, there's going to be a spear, there's going to be a jackhammer, there's going to be a chokeslam, there's going to be a uh, there's going to be a tombstone. Whoever gets one one of those last moves wins. Uh, I, God, I can't even pick. Can I just point out something that Don't we... I like the Sting run-in. Let's do that. <laughs> Can I just point out that we're we're taking longer to talk about this match? Then than it's going to actually happen. Actually yeah. happen. <laughs> the entrances might take longer because yeah. they know they're going to have Goldberg walking all the way from the other side of the stadium. And yeah. He's going to get the pyro because oh, they can do pyro for a country. Right. Um, you know, the thing I'm most interested in for this uh, pay-per-view or this network exclusive or whatever this well yeah, that, that is I, I'm curious to see if they're still going to have recliners in the first like, yes, four couches. rows all the oil tycoons over there <laughs> like that was that was my favorite part about the last one so uh, and luckily there's only seven matches scheduled so maybe this pay-per-view will last less than three hours um <laughs> I won't sting alright I like to sting running I'm just going to go with that because I don't I can't pick Goldberg or Undertaker I really don't that's a safe bet we will take some we'll take a few minutes on our next podcast to go over the results and talk about what happened um two and a half minutes yeah just yeah, about yeah I'm not going to be able to make the next podcast <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be on a permanent bathroom break um before we take one more break uh, I want to talk about one more thing, WWE. And then when we come back, we'll, we'll let CM Funk take the reins on our big AEW All Elite, uh, you know, deal. But um, there is a new title in the WWE. Uh. Mick Foley was introducing it. They announced it on the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. What's the title going to be? Now, initially, when I think Mick Foley introducing a title, back in the late 90s, he introduced the hardcore title. I, I enjoyed the hardcore title. They took the old WWE championship, destroyed it, which is kind of what Mr. Perfect did. He took a hammer to it at one point in time. But he brought it out, and it was basically 24-7, anytime, anywhere, as long as you have a referee to count, can be in the back, can be in the parking lot, can be wherever. I liked those segments because they were fun. 
Um, I never really took stock in who was the hardcore champion. I think Funaki was a couple times. Yay. Um, but it, the title means nothing, but I like the segments on television. It's good television. So Mick Foley, as he was talking about it, and he talked about 24-7, everybody thought, and he had the title wrapped up over his shoulders, like, oh, it's going to be a hardcore title. It's going to be a hardcore title. I'm like, well, they can't use the word hardcore probably nowadays. So he took it off, and it's actually the 24-7 title. It, it's a green strap. It says it's got a gold plate and it says twenty four seven. The crowd didn't pop. The crowd died when he re- revealed, revealed the title. However, when he said what he's going to do, he's going to leave the title in the middle of the ring, and whoever wants to come get it can come get it, and whoever grabs the title first wins. There was actually some, you know, stirring in the crowd for this. I was popping for it. I was like, all the mid carters are going to come down, and they did. All the mid carters came down and fought over the title. And Titus O'Neil got it, and then he got pinned at the top of the ramp by Bobby, Robert, Rude, whatever, Porn Stash, Rude, whatever you want to call him now. And then R-Truth stole it, and now R-Truth is running around with it, Carmelo. All right, and the way he stole it was genius, the whole, like, getting in the car, getting in the, uh, the car and everything. I that was it. genius. Yeah, I loved it. He'd get in the car, the res- there's a referee sitting yeah, in the car, <laughs> and like, well, why is a referee sitting in my seat? And then yeah. R-Truth took it. Yeah. Yes! Yeah. See, this is so much fun, and this can be on any show. Uh, and, and any show anywhere, NXT, 205 Live, whatever. I might start watching 205 Live just to see if the 24-7 title goes there. Um, I'm excited. What do you guys think about this? Big Ugly, do you like the concept? I do like the concept. I just I hope they don't get too out of control with it. Like every time like Truth comes out with Carmella, like he's getting chased through the arena like SmackDown. It was cool. That was the first one with the disguise. Um, I just, I don't, like... Every time I see the belt, I don't just want to see a long line of mid-carders chasing a person. Right. So I do want them to become a little more creative in the way that, you know, people start taking the title off. I'm Other sure that, they will. I'm completely fine with it. I love it. They got some writers that can make some creative... They can choose to make some creative yeah. stuff. I like Rockstar Spud running along for the title. That was pretty cool. Um, but uh, I, I... And before I get your take on this, uh, CM Funk, I, I just like to say that I love the fact that... Because the next person that's going to beat our truth for the title is Carmella. Because Carmella's going to have him, Truth's going to be sleeping or something, and Carmella's going to pin him. And that's going to be dope. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. And then, then it's going to be the women fighting uh, over the 24-7. I do just want to say this real and then quick. then midgets. And then whatever. On SmackDown, I saw Matt Hardy running after He did. Title. And I'm like, Matt Hardy <coughs> should not be running after a 24-7 title. Like, this is broken Matt Hardy. He was once the biggest star. He's fixed. In it, and... He's not broken anymore. I don't know. Because, you know, just, because the Hardy Boys are coming back. It just saddens me. It does know, sadden but, me, too. Because he yeah. had the biggest gimmick in professional wrestling. Yeah. He did. What do you think of the Hart, I mean the uh, 24-7 title there, CM Funk? I want R-Truth to have an uninterrupted reign for like a year with it. And all with just guys every week trying to get it off of him. And he like he either goes into disguise or he does all this. I don't. I actually want to see it where it never changes hands. And R-Truth just keeps it forever. You just want to see the a possibility of changing yes, hands. Because I want R-Truth to constantly be involved in this. Because he's the only one on the roster that can make it what it's supposed to be. Which is a comedy title. Like he's the only one who is funny enough that can get away with that. So that's uh, just my take. As far as the title itself... Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy about it. I like the hardcore title. I liked it. Even in, in the backyard wrestling days that uh, that I had with some folk, you know, we had a, 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 I think we called it a hardcore championship, but uh, we did the same thing. It was 24-7. So every segment, somebody was running around, pinning somebody else and chasing somebody else for the title. It was funny as hell. Um, but hey, CM Funk, in just a minute, we're going to come back. I know I, I, we're going to get you up on this too, Big Ugly, because we're going to talk about All Elite. 
We're going to go all in. And uh, we're going to break it down. And we're going to take a break. And we'll come back. And then, um, yeah, we'll do that. Welcome back to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. (laughs) Podcast. That is... Uh, the big ugly guy. You, you introduced, introduced you. Just the big ugly. We got CM Funk. We got me, uh, Dirty Mike. Uh, we've been talking for a while. We appreciate you listening. We're gonna have some special guests coming up in the summer, so keep an eye out for that. Some former guests, so go back and listen to our archived episodes everywhere. Um, but when you go back and watch this, so within the next seven or eight hours, uh, CM Funk and myself are gonna be watching Double or Nothing. Woohoo! Uh, all Elite Wrestling. And um, their very first pay-per-view, their very first show, isn't it? Just in general? As, as All Elite Wrestling, yes. As All Elite. You know, they've, they've got people coming from everywhere. But this is their very first show as this promotion that's supposed to be a juggernaut to take on Vince McMahon. Um, is First of all, before we start talk about some of those matches, is that going to happen? No. Okay. WWE is the WWE. AEW, I think, will succeed, and I think they will at least cause some competition, which WWE is in dire need of having right yeah. at the moment. Yeah, competition so. creates cash. Right. Exactly. So there's controversy. <laughs> so controversy. That's what Eric Bischoff says. So. But they got the deal on TNT, right? They do have a deal on TNT. Starts in, I think, September or something like that. Kind of so, right uh, around when the Fox deal starts with uh, SmackDown. Yeah, and SmackDown moves to Friday night. Yep. AEW will be on Tuesday night yep. on TNT. So. So we'll have wrestling pretty much every night of the week. Yes, just like the old days. Just like the old days. Now, what do you think about, uh, you know, you've heard the rumors and innuendos. We talked about a big ugly. What do you think? Do you think there's a chance for actual competition here? Do you think that uh, it's just going to be another, you know, give it a shot, And but WWE is the main be-all? What do you think? Yeah, I think we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast, but um, I think they'll provide them minimal competition, so to speak. I don't really think – I don't think it's going to be to the level – that us as wrestling fans would like, as in that WCW era. Mm. Um, I think we're probably looking at the same level of competition that TNA gave uh, WWE back when they were pretty much had all of them wrestling jumping ship to go to TNA. Um, yeah. We so, were watching SEM Funk. That was good stuff. Yeah. 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 So I think that you're, we're probably going to look at that. I don't really know how much that's really going to impact the product for impact. WWE as much as. Uh, Fans would like it to, mm-hmm. so we'll we'll see. Um, and <clears throat> AEW is, uh, I mean, we'll see how successful they can be. They're in a tough spot. I mean, we you kind of went through some of the people last podcast, mm-hmm. and a lot of those guys I didn't even know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, um, you know, and wrestling isn't as popular as it used to be. Sure. Um, so you know, we're going to see what they can do. I hope they're going to be successful. I would like them to be. So there's a lot of people that have been on some smaller, like not in some indie venues, but in, you know, just smaller distribution networks um, that are going to get a chance on a big. Yeah. You know, they're on pay per view. They're uh, they're on Fight TV as well. Is that right? Uh, yeah, Fight TV. They'll be uh, well, Fight TV. I think is actually only um, international. I don't think it's here in North America okay. yet for. For all elite. So. Where where will we be watching it? Uh, Bleacher Report Live. Okay, will will have it, and and you can also call your cable provider if you have not cut the cord yet. So, no, I saw it's going to be forty nine ninety nine on uh, Comcast or Xfinity. Yeah, they all are pretty much. They're wow. All, if you if you can get it internationally somehow, if you have like a VPN or some way you can get around it, it's I think it's a lot cheaper. Will we all, be watching it legally? We will be watching it legally. Okay, yes. good. Yes. <laughs> so nobody from the Sturdy Ogby Wrestling can come after us from uh, no. illegal whatever. Um, so let's talk about some of the matches. Um, there's there's nine matches on the card. Um, 
You know, they do have a pre-show where they're going to have, uh, you said it's the buy-in. The buy-in, yeah. They're going to have two matches on their pre-show. Um, one is just a singles match with a couple of young um, kind of cruiserweight-type guys. Uh, the big one, though, is the uh, Casino Battle Royale, which is, uh, I think, like about 20. I think they're doing 21 guys because, you know, Blackjack is 21. Mm. It's in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. It's it's better than 50. Right. <laughs> I think we'll be able to see what the heck's going on. Yeah, and there's some pretty pretty uh, big names that people know. Um, Joey Janela. um uh, Billy Gunn will be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some other guys. Uh, but the winner of that battle royal will actually earn a title shot for the vacant AEW world title when they first uh, have a match to, to crown a champion. So Ty Dillinger is going to be Ty in Dillinger's there. in it. Yeah. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. Glacier. Glacier, right. The returning Glacier. So the greatest gimmick of all time. That and was... Sonny Kiss, who I know, who just uh, signed with Lucha Underground as well. So I know him. Got to uh, referee and ring announce him before, too. So that's pretty cool. 21-man casino battle royal. Wasn't there another name for this, the, the battle royal that they had last um, It was uh, at the all-in pay-per-view. It was the... Um like the what was it the the it was ran out of money type paper yeah, or something like you know, something we, like that can't can't pay these guys but here we got them more in the show anyway. over budget over the budget uh, over the, the budget battle royal that's what it was there you go uh, I guess they got enough of a budget now um, so um, let's see the twenty one man battle royal it's okay uh, two names that you would know big ugly Cody uh, Cody Rhodes you know just as Cody yep. taking on his brother Dustin. Dustin Rhodes, Gold Dust, aka whatever. For the first time, they, they've they've crossed paths in WWE, but they never really had a real storyline. Never a real big story. This is a big pay per view, big storyline. I want to ask you about this. Uh, you know, this this has some lot of history here. Do you have any interest in like how this goes for the company or who wins this match or anything? Uh not really, man. I, the last time they had a match when they were Stardust versus Gold Dust, yes, that match was horrible, <laughs> and. I, I don't know. I've always had a bad taste in my mouth that like maybe these two guys in the ring just aren't the best for each other. But I'm hoping that things will be different. Yeah. But I mean, I don't really see how it impacts much. It just seems like a regular singles match. Nothing's on the line. So. True. Now, brother versus brother. I don't know. Gotcha. CM Funk. Any build up to this that you can talk about, and then well, how this match may go differently than that one we just talked about. For anybody who gets a chance, go back and watch the interviews that each of them did, the promos that each of them cut. To build up for this match, they okay. each cut like one promo, you know, and on. You might find it on YouTube or the Being the Elite channel or something like that. But fantastic, like, like heart wrenching, like there's emotion involved in it. And I have a feeling this match is going to completely steal the show. Yeah, I think this is going to. They have no handcuffs on this match like they would have in WWE. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, you know the Goldust and Stardust characters were somewhat limited as to you know what sure. they could do you know in the ring and that kind of thing. This it's just going to be straight up, Cody versus Dustin. Do whatever you guys need to do. Obviously, they're going to get their their road spots in and that kind of thing, which are going to be fantastic one on one against each other. I think it steals the show. I think it's going to be the best match of the night by far. I'm I'm looking forward to it for that reason. I'm hoping it, it is that Big Ugly is absolutely right. When the, and when they've crossed paths into WWE, sure. they had it was WWE. This is not. Um, so you say no handcuffs. So you know they'll they'll be given. You got this long to do it. Do do they say who wins, or do they just let them go out there and do their thing and tell their story? I, I think Cody wins this match because I mean, not because he wants to put himself over because he's the executive vice president of the company or anything like that. He's n- he's not going to you know pull a triple. Dustin's H. at the end of his career, but Dustin, it's kind of you know that handoff, you know. And I think Dustin's going to. I think Dustin. 
I don't want to say he's going to carry this match, but I think Dustin's going to show people that even at you know 50 years old or whatever he is now, or near 50, that he still has stuff in the tank that he can still go. He and, was having decent matches in the WWE in the past couple of years. You know, they weren't main event matches by far, but he was putting in harder work than a lot of the guys on the main roster at this point. In time. Yeah, definitely. You no. Know? So, all right, I'm look. I'm looking forward to this uh, for that reason. So, let's talk about. Um, so you, you got another one, or you want to talk about the main? The well, main? Um, the, the other kind of it's kind of a triple main event uh, deal too. The other uh, one of the other Undertaker ones is, versus Goldberg. Uh, yeah, Undertaker versus Goldberg will be on this. <laughs> no, they they actually just pulled this from the card because uh, WWE got word about it. I Damn. guess. Uh, no, the AAA World Tag Team Championships. AAA. Uh, AAA is Mexican, um, you know, uh, promotion. They helped me win my car. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And it's the uh, champions who are the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. who of course are you know uh, executive vice president of AEW as well and they're taking on the Lucha Brothers which is the team they defeated for the titles and that's uh, Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix mm-hmm. who are two of the top Mexican wrestlers in the entire world right now heck yeah um, now, just two of the top wrestlers let me rephrase that sure so, um, I, this is another match that I'm super excited to see. Um, I mean, it's going to be Spot Fest City. There's no super doubt about party. it. Yeah, I, there's no question but I've got no problem with that and I'm really Really excited to see what what these two teams can do on a big stage that they're gonna they're gonna have this time. So I'm excited. Do they have? Um, I'm just thinking about how this. Before we talk about the other part of the main event, mm-hmm. in your opinion, because you you've watched the build up coming from a lot of these other companies that have made this what it's gonna be. Um, how will this AEW company? This pay-per-view event, the TV, how is it going to differ from WWE? What are what are going to be the noticeable changes? I, I think the big thing you're going to see is the freedom to do stuff in the ring that WWE, as we all know, just doesn't allow all of their superstars to do. So, sure. so I think it's going to make for more... I think top to bottom on the card, it's going to make for more impactful matches. You know, there. I don't know. Looking at the card, and I don't know everybody on the card. There's a lot of Japanese and some Chinese uh, wrestlers. Mm. I, like I have no idea who they are uh, for the food. most part. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know. So, but I don't look when I look at the card. There's nothing there that screams out to me. Uh, there's the come down match. You know, gotcha. there's the bathroom break. Like you know. WWE, you can look at half the card and figure it out. You or know, the whole card like, is or super the whole, Right. <laughs> so, you know, I, terrible. Th- I think for that, I think I think they're stacked as far as the consistency, match-to-match, just being exciting and top-tier level. Whether it plays out that way or not, yeah, it remains to be seen, of course. You don't know what the people are actually going to bring to the ring when they get in there. but And, of course, you're going to have your people talking afterwards, you know, uh, all, all social media and then all over to all the other companies, you know, will this be a threat? Did it do it? You know, how? Expectation. Yeah, everybody's going to have something to say. I, I think. Just like I, we will. I think AEW is a threat in the fact that it, and it's a good threat because it brings awareness to professional wrestling good. To, to all fans again, you know, and and gets more people aware. It's got people talking, you know, We're right talking. now. So, you know, yeah. so it's good. Are you a fan of Chris Jericho? Of Big course. Ugly. That's what course. I thought. Um, so we got Chris Jericho in one of these main events against um, the. Pound for pound, best professional sports entertainer wrestler, Kenny Omega. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> is it alleged? I've never seen him wrestle, so I'm. I'm just okay, saying, I got I you. Don't know. You should check well, it out. There's a reason they call him the best bout machine because when it comes to him being in a main event setting or you know being you know the the star of the show, 
he takes it home every single time. And uh, I mean, and a lot of that goes to the other people that are in the ring with That's him. That's true. So I'm not going to sell any you know buddy that he wrestles short that's the thing he can just like kind of Shawn michaels did in his prime he can get in there with any size any stature any level individual mid card main eventer big small tall and he can make a match out of it that's that's exactly what kenny omega that's exactly who he reminds me of is Shawn michaels too you know so um and and Seth Rollins reminds me a lot of Kenny Omega because he's stolen all of Kenny Omega's <laughs> he sure has. Anyway, sorry. He I sure has. <laughs> you, you noticed there there was some there was some knee triggers, you know, and oh uh, money in the bank going oh, on. Anyway. Um, anyway, but having a match like this because Chris Jericho is still he's still wrestling, he's still almost full time. You know, he's in a rock and roll band full time. He is one of those guys that when you go back and look at his career. He's been able to do that too, and he's been on the entertainment side, face, heel. He can create. He's an entertainer more, but he's still a great professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. So if you put these two guys together on a stage like this with no handcuffs, anything's possible because these two have faced each other before. When they, they wrestled at Wrestle Kingdom yeah. last year, okay, and and it was by far the best match. Uh, I shouldn't say by far, but it was the best match on the card. I mean, they they, and there was they brought the house talent. down. Yeah, and there is a lot of talent in New Japan. Um, I don't see why this is any different, and it's for the uh, for a shot at the uh, AEW World Title as well. So um, you know, by the end of the night of this card, you should know who your uh, AEW Championship match for the vacant title is mm-hmm. um, as well. But yeah, I, so this isn't actually for the vacant title. This no. is to these like these are the two number one contenders. Whoever wins yes. faces the winner of the battle royal yes. later down the road, and that becomes champion. Yes. It, so no champion on this pay per view. No. So another wow. little intriguing thing. It's not like they just put all their eggs in their basket to start either by you know setting it all up. Right. They're, they're leaving it for either future pay per view or for the TV, which makes sense because you need you want reasons for people to tune into the television show. So yeah, you don't want to give it all away, right? So have have the title match on the first uh, TV show, you know, and and close out the show with Kenny Omega or Chris Jericho against the winner of the battle royal there, you know, and you, you you've got a highlight to start out your TV. Uh, programming it's going to be intriguing um and big ugly we hope you get a chance to see some of this online and also we're going to come back and talk about it in a couple weeks yeah um so that'll be good uh what are you looking forward to this summer big ugly we got a couple things coming in uh the works you know we got the super showdown we got nxt 25 on uh cm funk's birthday um we've got SummerSlam, the biggest party of the summer coming down the road um, anything or AEW or anything else you're looking forward to that we're going to be talking about this summer? Yeah, man. I, you know, the summertime is always weird for me because I always feel like wrestling tends to not be as great. Like some of the storylines mm-hmm. just kind of get a little stale until we about to get to SummerSlam. So I'm usually looking forward to SummerSlam because I always feel like that's when things start to pick up a bit mm-hmm. as you're about to go back into the fall. So, uh, yeah, I'll be looking forward to SummerSlam. Definitely not that super showdown. I don't even know why you mentioned that. Because um, <laughs> it's super. But, yeah. How about any heel turns that you're really looking forward to that you really want to happen? I'm looking turns? forward to the Velveteen Dream getting called up. Man. Oh. Now, we've said this a hundred times. When he gets called up, does he keep going on the same path and does he stay? Because he is intriguing. He's main event. Actually, he's I'd, I'd say main event. He's high card. High, high card. 
What do you think that happens to him when he goes up there? I mean, I just have to agree. CM Funk said this a long time ago. He said it, the guy has mid-card written all over him. And it is the truth. <laughs> like, it is the truth. We don't mean it, Patrick. It's unfortunate. We love you, Patrick. But it's it's the truth. Uh, that I, I feel like that's what they're going to do with him, man. He, he's going to be one of those guys chasing that 20. Damn it. I was just going to. I just thought of that. <laughs> and, 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 I, no. I don't, and when I said that, I don't mean it in a disrespectful no, way. No, I know. But I. Like, I think he could legitimize the Intercontinental title again or legitimize the U.S. title sure. when he comes up. You know, to me, he reminds me of, like, Mr. Perfect. Yeah. You know, Mr. Perfect was always the top mid-carder. He was never the main event. You know, even though we we all know Kurt Hennig was one of the greatest in-ring, you know, performers ever. Yeah. But he just was never that, that guy, you know. Not that he didn't have some main event matches against Hogan and that kind of thing, but... He was the top mid carder, and I feel Scott like, Hall was the same way. Yeah, 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 and I feel like I feel like Dream could be the same kind of guy and and reestablish those mid card uh, titles to actually mean something again. You so know? you so you're looking forward to him getting called up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be. I'm excited to see it happen. We'll, we'll see it happen, and it'll be. I'll probably be this year. I would think it'll be sometime this year. Yeah. Anyway, it's been a great conversation. Um, we are looking forward to some more things down the road. We're going to have more podcasts. We're going to have more guests. Go back and listen to our archived episodes, and we're going to have new guests as well. Um, Big Ugly, thank you for joining us here at the Mansion 1.0. Um, thank you for bringing all of your uh, technical equipment. It's been great. Uh, CM Funk, thank you for joining us. Anytime, um, gentlemen, except for when I can't make it. What? <laughs> That's, that's another slogan, I think. That's another one that's going to have to go on a shirt. Anytime, unless I, can, I can't make it. So that's going to be great. Um, and we will have to uh, plan another, uh, some kind of road trip to where we all go watch a wrestling event together. Maybe not East Rutherford, New Jersey in a hotel. But, you know, there's plenty of uh, wrestling events to go watch. So we can all go out and just take a night and go watch one. You know, that's going to be fun. Uh, and by the way, shout out to MCW Pro Wrestling as well. Where's TakeOver going to be? Uh, that's in Connecticut as well, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because I knew it. NXT just had a uh, one of their house shows in Bel Air, I think. They uh, did. This past the weekend. APG FCU this weekend Arena. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Apparently it was uh, did pretty well. They drew a thousand people, I think. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's about a WWE house show. Um, so NXT twenty five uh, coming on uh, June the first. June the first also the MCW Pro Wrestling uh, Bruiser Benefit. So Jimmy's Famous Seafood is uh, sponsoring that as well. You're going to see a lot of people in there. Uh, Melina, Ty Dillinger, um, some other folks, and the Bruiser is going to be live in the arena. Uh, still fighting leukemia, so that's good. Awesome. Awesome with the bruiser. MCW Pro Wrestling, MCW Rage TV. All right. Oh, have, oh, one more thing. Let me say shout out to uh, Jesse Orion, who is still the EWA Heavyweight Champion. Uh, and his new contender uh, is Apollo Cruz. And, um, you know, the man who puts a Z in Cruz. Uh, and uh, also, apparently, a new contender that's going to be fighting him over the next several months is uh, Tiberius Sykes. How we know him is TJ. But he's Tiberius, so he's uh, making his way back into that picture over there. So, thank you, gentlemen. Go Orioles! Let's get that out of the basement. No, at least not the not the worst team in baseball. Go Brigade! So let me ask you: You guys know I don't follow baseball. So is the Orioles bad because they got rid of like Manny Machado and and uh, we were this bad last year? Uh, Who's the black guy? (laughs) I'm sorry, Adam Jones. Adam Jones. Thank you. The black guy. At least you narrowed it down. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Uh, They're they're bad because they're they're bad. They have a lot of young players. They're trying to, to. 
figure out who the talent is for the future. Um, they're in what they like to, you know, call a rebuilding phase because um, that's just the way of saying that you're really bad right at the moment. Um, yeah, they could have called but, last year rebuilding, but that was just building off of the last several years, so yeah. they weren't really rebuilding yet. Yeah, so so uh, give them a couple years, get a couple more seasons, and I think they'll turn things around and and uh, and they'll be all right. Besides, you have to be really bad to draft really good players out of college, so uh, this is the way to do it. Well, they were really bad. They were the worst team in baseball last year. Yeah. So didn't we draft a lot of good players out of college last well, year? Well, no, we'll draft them this year because oh, okay. the, the, the baseball draft doesn't happen until during the baseball season. It's Yeah, it's different than the It's NFL, weird. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, you know, at June 11th, if anybody's free, there's still good tickets available for the Baltimore Orioles versus the Toronto Blue Jays at the, at the Oriole Park at Camden Yards. I will be singing with the chorus of the Chesapeake, the national anthem. That, that's uh, right around your birthday as well. Right, It's the day after, as a matter yeah. of fact. So, um, you know, we, we both have birthdays in June. Um, me and CM Funk. So Hashtag Gemini. Hashtag. If, if that's how that works. It should be. Okay. Hashtag send money. Um, just... Gifts are fine. <laughs> Throw cash. I'm all right with that. You know, transitional period. But it's all good. All right, let's let's get out of here. We're still talking. All right. Uh, three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. And that means we're out.